And welcome to Civil Discourse. I'm Jamie Wojciechowski. And I'm Marilyn Brown. And today we are discussing staying mindful during the holiday season. But uh, before we go into that, um, I wanted to just take a moment to, uh, I guess, talk politics real quick. Um, we had our first kind of small round of midterm elections since uh, Trump has been president. And what wasn't shocking to me was that uh, Democrats kind of swept everything. But uh, that's kind of what seems to be the pattern of what happens uh, whenever uh, with whoever's in office, um, the kind of the, the opposing party kind of does really well during the sometimes all the the remaining midterm elections, um, sometimes just the first. Um, but what I thought was unique about um, this one was that it seemed to be a lot of firsts and a lot of celebrations of um, diversity with who won. Um, and I'll give the list. There was the first black woman elected mayor of Charlotte, first trans state legislator elected in Virginia, second black lieutenant governor elected in Virginia since Reconstruction, first Asian American woman elected to Virginia House of Delegates, first openly trans person of color elected in public office in Minneapolis, um, a lawyer for Black Lives Matter becomes Philly DA. There was a Sikh mayor uh, elected in New Jersey and the first lesbian mayor elected in Seattle. Um, so it, I just, I mean, no matter what your, I guess, personal uh, opinion of any of those things are, what I think is great about it is I think the more diverse voices we have in our government, the more it's going to represent everyone in the country instead of just a very small uh, portion of of the country. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that more diverse representation just it, it, it actually is going to to lead us to actually have representation that, 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 that speaks for the people that's that's more in line with our values. I mean, you see so many times that there are um, surveys put out about how a constituency actually feels about like for example medicare for all and then you know the 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 voices that we're kind of electing aren't aren't actually speaking for that and so i definitely think the diversity is is huge and i, I think that you know one thing that i see is that this this most recent election the 2016 presidential election really struck people in a way that that i think it inspired a lot of people who maybe wouldn't have, have, have put themselves out there in that way before. I think that it really kind of started to show people, you know, put, put, put in people's minds um, and that they actually have a space to speak out and that there's a need for them to speak out. And so I really think that this was a huge kind of show of, of, of people being brave and, and stepping up and, 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 and really putting themselves out there. And I think that, you know, I don't know that it was a specifically as in, in response to Trump, because I think that you're right, that this is a it, it always happens this way um, after an election. But I definitely think the the diversity is is huge. You know, I think that really, really says a lot. Um, and even just how how specifically I mean, in um, 
where Danica Rome was elected. I can't remember. Um, was she in Virginia? Is that Virginia? Oh, uh, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in Virginia, I mean, she was up against the 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 self proclaimed um, homophobic, you know, delegate. I mean, he he he's the guy who authored the bathroom ban. And so for for a trans person to to win and to beat this person, I mean, that was just kind of like I, I, that really, really struck me um, just seeing some of the 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 people that were elected and what they represent, because these are not, you know, it, it wasn't um, she was, you know, like, for example, the Black Lives Matter um, activist who was who was elected. You know, these are people who are bravely speaking out and 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 fighting again, fighting for what they believe. And, and so it really just, I don't know, it just kind of struck me. Yeah. What I uh, love about it is I think uh, one, uh, I don't think it's necessary. I think part of it's kind of a reaction to Trump, but I think a lot of it has to do with what uh, Bernie Sanders kind of started in. uh, I think he was very vocal about people running um, for elected office. And I think a lot of people uh, heard that. And uh, Hillary Clinton had, I I don't think she was as vocal about that, but I remember there being multiple instances where she uh, echoed that sentiment about the importance of uh, running if, if you care about things. And I think uh, the the change I see um, and what excites me just as much is yes, these people come from different, um, racial backgrounds and 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 kind of what we see as i guess uh the the typical um diverse groups but they also have all different jobs that they they came from um and i think we i mean we're still in a in a, a in a dangerous place because i think the vast majority of our politicians are all lawyers um and they're all kind of we we got to this place where it was expected that certain professions were the only people who could hold certain kinds of, of power. And I think the more diversity that comes in with uh, walks of from walks of life, including what, what people do for a living, the the more diversity we'll see in, in representation. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't I don't really. I haven't really noticed that, but I think you're right. I think it, there there's definitely become this kind of norm of what we expect um, as far as careers for our representatives, and and really we want to have diversity of you know of of all different occupations. And I think that you're right that people from different walks of life, teachers and 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 social workers and activists and and different people doing different things in the community have started to step up and be inspired to to, to run. Um, so yeah, I think that's really important and something we don't really pay a lot of attention to, or at least I haven't paid much attention to it. And the only other thing I'll say, uh, not to linger on Bernie Sanders, but I think another thing that, uh, really helped, and it's not that everyone who was elected was, uh, far left progressive or even, uh, I would say close to Bernie Sanders, but I think what, what I saw as a pattern is, uh, a lot of them really knew how to use social media and grassroots to mm-hmm. um, overcome uh, financial disadvantages. And mm-hmm. I think that is something that uh, a lot of people learn from the way 
Bernie ran his campaign. And I think mm-hmm. uh, that's why a lot of a- activists and specifically specifically are running now is I think a lot of activists uh, before thought their time was just better served uh, with organizations and kind of doing the grassroots because they didn't see a way for themselves to really win against the money and against the the um, establishments. And I think that's kind of changed with uh, how well Bernie did in the, the primaries. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think that that really, it showed, showed a different way to do things and it showed that a different way can be effective. And that in this day and age with social media, with, with the way that we communicate now, a different way can actually be extremely, extremely effective. So, yeah. I think that and was I key. think, I think the thing I noticed, and I mean, I didn't do a lot of research into each one of the these candidates, but I watched a little bit on each one, and they all ran on a, a platform of hope and change, which is a throwback to Obama. But I think that is, for, for Democrats, I think that's a, a thing that statistically tends to, to separate uh, conservatives and liberal-minded people is... Uh, liberals tend to show up um, in high numbers when they have something hopeful to kind of latch onto when there's a hopeful message and mm-hmm. conservatives tend to show up um, when it's more, uh, I don't want to say angry, but kind of the, the, the fear it, kind of, yeah, a, a fear, like a scarcity kind of face. Right. And that's just, I mean, the statistics kind of show that's kind of the two different uh, ways these groups and in general, and I might, of course, there's exceptions and all that kind of uh, what rallies them. Um, And it's nice to see kind of Democrats moving back to that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the next round you know, we've got some big ones coming up in California, so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I was I was thinking, too, the last thing I say is why it always uh, kind of does switch. And I think that the natural thought I had was, well, just people who didn't win are angry, so they show up. But I think a lot of it has to do with, too, is the organizing that, that happens. It's almost like the, the losing party after they lose keeps organizing where the winning party tends to celebrate and kind of relax a bit. Um, so then the, the losing side and the, the general for the midterms is seems to always be much more well organized. Um, and that's what I I've kind of seen in a lot of these races where it was just that the organization was overwhelming coming into it. Um, in a way that a lot of the, uh, Republican candidates weren't. And a lot of the Republican candidates were um, already in office. So I think there's that right. idea that they have to work less hard um, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's kind of standard that you have a better chance if you're already in office of staying in office. So Right. Right. And I think that the, that what also I think boosted the organization this time was that people were feeling frustrated there were there were things happening during you know during the current administration that people needed to channel that energy into something and so channeling it into okay this is what we you know this is how we can make change i think really um helped yeah and i think too i think it's that 
I think it's that the, the frustration led to action that actually uh, caused change in a way. Um, yeah. I think with like you see the 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 women's movement and you you saw the the reaction to the the travel ban and there's there's multiple things and yes it it's not like these actions created necessarily policy that changed but there was uh, direct effects that you can see from that action that occurred that I think people got excited about and wanted to keep moving with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. When you see things happening, people that it, it feels it feels effective and it inspires you. It kind of fuels you to keep going. I think it's hard because a lot of times our system we don't really see the effects of of the work that people do, and so it gets very very disheartening and difficult to kind of stay in, inspired and moving forward. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, moving on to I guess a a, a lighter topic. Um, the the holidays are. I mean, I feel like they're not approaching, but I mean, well, I, I walk around and everything's already all Christmas stuff and yeah. all the all the sales ads are everywhere for the holidays. So even though it's weeks away to Thanksgiving, it already feels like it's ramping up. And I just I can see it in my news feeds already that the, the anxiety is rising for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons there's uh a lot of oh there's only this many days of the year left like how am i going to make account type people there's the people who (laughs) there's people who are very seem very anxious about uh the holidays and just the cost of the holidays and not having the the resources they feel they need or want to make the holidays uh, successful and there's people that are very happy because they love the holidays and there's people who really dislike the holidays so are not very happy but um, it seems like holiday fever is kicking in so I want to talk about just some mindful approaches as we move forward into 2018. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely already kicking in. Um, I, you know, it struck me when I was in yoga class the other day and looked out the window and there's a giant like three story Christmas tree right outside in my line of sight. And I'm like, what is the date? Like Thanksgiving hasn't even happened yet. Um, so yeah, there, there, it is, we're already, we're so conditioned to start so soon and kind of start thinking about it. And so I think you're right for everybody, the holidays brings up something different. You know, some people just absolutely love it and immediate, you know, they just love the, the, the connection and the, 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 you know, the, the family time. And, but for a lot of people, it can be a really depressing time. Um, a lot of times the holidays bring up a lot of, of trauma for people of, of difficult holidays in the past of family that they're not close with. And so there's, it, it, it's, you know, it's one of those times that I think we're all aware of because we're so inundated with it, but just that awareness of how it's actually affecting everybody is so, so different. And so I think one of the first things to do is to really just kind of be mindful that everybody, that it, that it's not the same for everybody, you know, and just kind of having that little bit of mindfulness that, you know, um, I may be somebody that's super excited and I've already written out my Christmas list of who I'm going to buy for and what I'm going to get them. And I'm very excited, but there might also be someone who has kids and doesn't know how they're going to be able to 
give them gifts for the holidays. And that's something that's really important to them. And so just kind of having that awareness that, you know, we all have our own lens that we experience mm-hmm. everything through. Um, and so I think that's, that's one thing that can really be important is just kind of having that awareness and, and, and being able to be mindful of, of our own, you know, our own lens um, when we're, when we're approaching these times, because, you know, just even just what we're talking about and just conversations around it, food is another thing around the holidays that for some people super exciting, right. And for other people, it's a real huge challenge. Um, and it's something that can create a lot of stress can cause people to relapse into, um, struggles and behaviors and things that they haven't dealt with in the, you know, recently. And so again, one of those things where we, everybody has a different lens. And so I just think having that awareness within ourselves is important. Yeah. I think too, uh, for me, staying mindful is, uh, I think as, 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 as in the U S and this might be true, uh, kind of in many places, but we, uh, the, the holidays have become such a, uh, I mean, Hollywood has such an influence and the media has such an influence of the way we see the holidays and how we feel like they need to be. I feel like there's this there's this idea of the way the holidays are su- supposed to be. Yes. And uh, I think for most people, they're not the Hollywood version. Um, right. And that can cause uh, a lot of stress because I think two two things happen. It's either you love the holidays and you're kind of pushing that uh that kind of perfection narrative mm-hmm. or you feel like you don't have that and you you want it so something's wrong or it's not quite there and it causes th- this stress so i uh, i personally like to kind of stay uh conscious about what is actually important to me and, and what makes me, what part of the holidays make me feel mindful and and grateful and, and centered. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think once you put kind of a conscious lens on that, um, the, the pressure uh, fades away a little Um, specifically, you know, for me, it's about, I mean, I don't live near my, my family. Um, so I don't, I don't see them very often. So for me, it's very much about, uh, about family. Uh, and I'm not a big holiday person. Um, I can kind of take the holidays or, or leave them. I just, I'm not very affected in that way, Yeah. but, uh, because they, they exist and they're they're important for many of my family members. I try to uh, use them as a as a tool to uh, cultivate that and mindfulness and the things that I think are in, important to uh, cultivate. Um, so I, I try not to put pressure on myself with like gift giving and and all those kind of things that I don't think really uh, for me uh, mean a lot. Uh, and I and I say that because I look at what's what's underneath it, right? So for me, gift giving is about uh, wanting to uh, 
give something meaningful to someone else. So when I think of, well, what's meaningful for someone who doesn't live near their family, it's, it's time. So I, I rather, I, I focus on making sure that when I go visit or when they visit me, that we have, that we're sharing quality time. And I've made that about what the holidays mean for me, as opposed to what Hollywood and the media and, and other people try to tell me it, it should be about. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. I- yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's an important kind of, that's an important way to look at it because I think like we have to recognize that the way Hollywood and 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 we've kind of been taught to look at it is really not about the actual connection with family and, and, and the, 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 the gratitude and the emotions and, and kind of all of that connection. It's, it's, it's to sell things. You know, and right. and and so when we can kind of look at it with a little bit more of a lens and kind of recognize like a lot of this pressure, a lot of this stuff that we're seeing, you know, the the holiday cups at Starbucks and like all of these different things that we're seeing, it, a lot it's 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 to get us to feel something so that we feel pressure to buy things, and and so if if you can just kind of have that awareness, like you're talking about, that that what's really What's really the most important to me? What am I really trying to communicate to the people that I care about during this time? Then a lot of that pressure melts away. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. the pressure of buying things. And it's hard because I will say, you know, I'm, I'm somebody that also really, not saying I could take the holidays or leave them. Um, well, I mean, kind of, you know, I, I, my family doesn't live close either. And, and I've always just kind of looked at the holidays like they're nice and I enjoy them when I'm with family, but I also if I'm not and I don't have anything going on, it doesn't really bother me that much. I don't really feel like I missed something. Um, but I also recognize I, you know, I'm not a parent. And so it's hard because right, I do right, think that right. there, you know, there is that extra layer when you're a parent, you know, we can have this awareness that it's, you know, it's about the time together and, and, and the connection and sharing and, and, and really feeling grateful for, for what we have. But it's really hard when, you know, you have a kid that goes to school and, you know, is comparing to their peers and, and has, and gets all of that additional pressure. So I definitely have, you know, an extra layer of empathy and compassion for, for parents during this time, because I think that, you know, um, it's, it's much easier when, you know, when you don't have kids to kind of be able to like separate and, and, and manage it a little bit more, Um, you know, but I do think that, you know, that there, there's a way even with, you know, children to kind of teach them the, the, the mind to be, have a more mindful approach to the holidays um, and kind of show your, your kids a way to connect with each other and, and, and do things that are really in the, in the spirit of, of, um, of your values, you know, and what, what's really meaningful to you and, and, and even having a conversation about it. I think that's something that we don't really do a lot of that can be really kind of a healthy way for families to talk about how they want to mindfully approach the holidays as a family, you know, mm-hmm. is like what's sitting down, like, you know, right before Thanksgiving and kind of talking about, you know, is there something that they'd like to do together as a family, some sort of service act or something that would feel really meaningful to be able to kind of teach, um, teach the kids and experience the holidays in a mindful way together. Um, I think that that could be a really nice way to to approach it and to kind of talk about it and talk about you know that that tendency to want to compare and to you know that the pressure that we feel because kids even feel that you know it's 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 amazing to me I mean you look at like 
Halloween and, and, and Christmas. And we're already like putting pressure on kids around how they do holidays and kind of how they show off and show up at holidays. So I think it's, you know, you know, this is a conversation that you can start pretty early with your family about, about how, how you want to do it differently. Right. And I think too, I think, right. It's, it's kind of these stages of kind of self-reflection and the the mindfulness of self-reflection to know what the holidays really mean to you and what you want out of them. Um, And then there's that conversation. And what that conversation can do is it can open other people up to that self-reflection that they're not. And I think that self-reflection is, is healing. I'll give an example from my life as I'm I was very, I went through a very holiday rebellious stage where I was very against the kind of the, the corporatism and and the sales Mm -hmm. elements of it. And I remember my family aren't big, aren't big shoppers, but they do the whole like black Friday thing. They're not crazy about it. They'll just, they'll just go and get whatever kind of is left that they, they need to get. And Mm -hmm. I spent multiple years being like, I refuse. I I will not participate, not doing Mm -hmm. it. And I would just do my own thing and they would do that. And then once I started, I, self-reflecting on like what the holidays meant to me and I was landing on this thing of like no it's about like connecting with your family and 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 Mm -hmm. building these relationships uh it it changed my my I guess the way I approached that because when I was rebelling against it it was from this place of kind of anger and and sticking it to the man right so I I wasn't in an, an open mindful place I was kind of in a I don't want to say I was I wasn't upset or any anything about it, but it was kind of I had a negative frame of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then when I started analyzing it through connecting with my family, uh, what ended up happening was I would end up going with them and having conversation about, well, if you want to do that, I'll go. I'm not going to buy anything, but like, mm-hmm. let's make it a family thing. Let's go mm-hmm. get food together and and spend quality time and 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 do these things so then it became a thing that was completely in alignment with what i wanted and what i expected and what i i needed because i wasn't participating actively personally but i was also able to share uh, a moment with my family that i was kind of uh refusing or not allowing myself to to have and it was such an easy thing that i i could have had for all those years if i had been reflective on Mm -hmm. it and and then communicated what i wanted and i'm lucky that uh, i have a family who's been very always been very open so we've always communicated a lot so they know that uh, about me they know that experiencing experiences and, and spending time together is much more important than than physical gifts or these things to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love that story because I feel like, you know, it, it's so, that's, it's so such a good example of how we change and kind of how change happens a lot of times. This, this happens so much with, with my clients, with myself, you know, where we, we, learn something we we and we reject it right we we end up just i don't want anything to do with it you know and completely judge it and and that's a that's such an important part of the process and kind of going through that part to get to the point where you actually were able to like reflect and recognize wait a minute this isn't about 
buying things. This isn't about corporatism. This is about family. And this is something that I would like to actually do with them. And so getting to the point and the fact that your family was there to meet you wherever you were, you know, I really, I really like that story. And I think that that's something that, you know, that, that, I don't know. It's, 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 it's just important for us to kind of recognize that like, you know, everybody has a different experience of things, but I like that like your family knows what's important to you. And so they were able to like be open and receive you from what was important to you, you know? Right. Yeah. I think too, the thing is mindfulness seeps into things that you don't realize. And it's almost like it's uh, mm -hmm. an, an avalanche when it happens. Right. So there's the self-reflection results. So I went from just boycotting uh, Black Friday to not participating, but making it about an experience for my family. And what and I ended up doing it after that was that allowed me to keep self-reflecting mm. on how I could actually make change instead of just boycotting something. So now what I do is every year I find a way to change something about my life that is linked to that that materialistic side of things so last year um i spent the day moving all my bank accounts into um uh wow my mind's blanking into credit unions credit union, yeah. um so and I, I do kind of a thing and they're, they're all small things that i do but i just try to make sure that i think about one thing i can do each year on that day for myself um after my family and i do um whatever we're gonna do together um but it, it kind of there's always more you can be doing um and i think that idea of always needing to be doing something else or wanting to be doing something more can be stressful but in the context of mindfulness when you are self-reflecting and you are being mindful it, it kind of just happens naturally and yeah. you don't have the uh, you don't put the pressure on yourself. Right. It just kind of comes from yourself, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it just comes more organically. It's not something that you're pressured to do. It's just, oh, and now I'm going to do this next thing. It's just kind of you come to it as you're ready versus kind of feeling like you're being pushed or nagged to do something that you're resisting. Right. And yeah. I don't even, the funny thing yeah. is, and this this may just be me, is when I think back on my on the holidays as, as a child, I don't really remember the things I remember aren't the gifts or the, the food or any of those things. It is the kind of moments shared with the, the special moments shared with different people that I remember. And and that just may be me in the way I I'm wired, but I, I always find that interesting right. that the things I I remember first are kind of moments and not the, the things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely remember combination of, <laughs> of the moments and things. I definitely very vividly remember my Barbie townhouse that had a working elevator. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, definitely. I think the, the memories and the connection and the time with family, you know, we, my, my family, we always had like a, christmas eve ritual that was really really big and so we would go to mass on christmas eve and then go and have breakfast at like three o'clock in the morning at my aunt's house and it was just like something that like i can still kind of like if i remember it i can almost like smell just like being there with the family and so yeah i do think that that those are those are the things that really that we hold on to and that that really um 
that 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 I fondly remember. Um, but one thing I think, we're thinking about that and thinking about the things that we remember, I think the connections are so important with the holidays. And so I do think that this is a time where, you know, with weather, with just shorter days, people are more likely to isolate. People are more likely to kind of draw inward and, and spend a lot of time alone. And so I think this is a time where we really have to kind of push ourselves to stay connected with the people in our lives. And if we don't have connections to even seek those out right now, um, seeking out a space, you know, if you don't have a community that like you're meditating with, for example, finding a, a sangha and being able to like find some connection somewhere, I think is super important community and, and, and just finding those authentic places to connect right now is a very, very important way to stay mindful throughout the holidays. And so I just think that, you know, if you have a community that you're already connected to, making sure that you you know, stay connected through the holidays, um, whether it's your church, whether it's a meditation group and a sports group, different people have so many different ways that they stay connected, but just that whatever that community is that you are, um, you know, resisting that, that what a lot of people are feeling right now, that kind of pull to draw inward and, and really be, um, be isolating right now. So what advice do you have for, I guess, people who don't have uh, good connections with their 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 family or their their friends who they are either going to have to spend the holidays with or are avoiding or or there's there's kind of a, a negative feelings around the the connections during the holidays yeah yeah that that that's definitely a difficult thing and one thing I really recommend is is um being of service is something that really really helps it's like it's it's one of the most most um most effective medicines for when we're feeling lonely when we're feeling down and so i think you know finding a way to connect through service um right now with with the holidays approaching there's so many different opportunities to um participate and connect with some some sort of service group and so i would say if somebody is feeling um, disconnected from their family, disconnected from any kind of social group, connecting around service would be something that I think could really, really be meaningful um, on a lot of different levels. Yeah, I think too, uh, m- most people that that I interact with, I think uh, no matter where they fall on kind of the the, the hype and the, the, the materialism of the holidays, underneath it seems to always be that yearning for connection and i always do see a a heightened sense of uh, connection during the holiday season just i mean from the the smallest things of people seem to greet each other strangers more warmly when you're out and about and i think people are really uh, yearning both consciously and subconsciously for that connection um so if you don't feel like you have a positive warm connections i think it's a, it's a great time to be of service because you are, will more easily find connection um because one you're you're in a place of service and i think that naturally lends itself to being for people to be more open to connection plus yeah. the the season uh lends itself to being to people being more open um so I think I think if you can tap into that, I think I think the service really is the the best way I, I can think of as well. Um, and then to counter that, I think as well is uh, 
the self-reflection and the the personal time. Um, I think it's easy to make it about uh, the holidays, make it about everyone else, um, and and not take the time to uh, really breathe and and center yourself and be c- compassionate to yourself. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that that is such an important um, piece during this time is really that self-reflection, that kind of that, that, you know, taking, looking at ourselves, um, honestly, kind of where we're at and, and, and really being willing to kind of, um, to, to, to reflect in order to grow. You know, I think this is kind of the time where if we're looking at like what's going on in nature and mirroring nature, nature has kind of gone inward. So it's like there's, you know, we're not in the growing season, but there's a lot happening under the surface, you know. And so we're kind of in that that period right now where, um, you know, if we can really tap in and kind of connect with our own intuition through whether, you know, meditation, journaling, um, you know, different things that kind of allow us to really tap in. I think that, um it can actually be a really nourishing time of year for people, you know, and I think that there's a way for people to kind of come through the holiday season feeling nourished and energized rather than depleted and kind of exhausted. Like I think a lot of times we feel. Yeah. And I, we've, we've hinted on this, but uh, something I just thought of was uh, self-reflection and, and uh, being mindful to one oneself doesn't have to be, a uh, a personal uh act with just you and yourself um i think it's it's a good time to really bring someone in who's open to the journey because people are looking for that connection at this time people are more open and you can have moments of self-reflection with others you can meditate with others. You can have a conversation that, that is about the, the things that are troubling you or the things that you're realizing about yourself, both negative and positive, with someone else. Um, someone can be a, a sounding board or they can just be there to listen. Sometimes it's just nice to, to verbalize it as opposed to just think about it. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of good ways journaling uh, just meditating by your by yourself is, are all great ways to do it by yourself but there's a lot of ways you can do it with others as well if you're yearning for both the, the connection and kind of self-exploration at the same time yeah definitely anything else i can't think of anything else i do think you know which we we've, we've kind of been talking about throughout just continuing your practice um continuing your mindfulness practice is important throughout the season. Um, but yeah, anything else I think we've already kind of touched on. And I think too, the, the only thing I want to say is uh, I think during the holidays, a lot of people have a feel uh, a fear of expressing anything negative um, because it's supposed to be a time of kind of joy and, and cheer. And uh, I would just like to encourage people to, not get stuck in that that it's still okay that if if you need help or if you need to talk to someone you can and still reach out and i think that's very much part of what the the season is about and about about that connectedness so if you are feeling overwhelmed or sad don't be afraid to to talk to someone 
about it. Um, and, and yeah. And I mean, I, you want to do so in a, in a mindful way. Um, and, and in a, uh, in a, in a way that makes it about the connection as opposed to just about, uh, kind of, I think, yeah, I, I think that's a general rule, um, that I like to practice in general is that when I am engaging with someone, even if it's about my own personal issues or my own personal self-discovery, I try to make it about the, the connection and not about myself. Um, and I think that really helps keep it mindful and it makes people want to open up and it, 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 it puts it in, a, I think, a more positive frame um, so that it's not about the, the, the negativity um, and the negative feelings, but about the, the connection um, between the two people, if that makes sense. Yeah. And about how, how actually opening up and being vulnerable and connecting is healing you know, and the healing power of those connections when we come to them from a, from a mindful place. And it, yeah. I, for me, it's healing for both parties, even oh, if it's sure. really about uh, one, one person specifically. Yeah. And I know that from when, for, when friends come to me and, and they just need someone when it is that kind of open uh, place where it's about the, the connection and just reminding one another what how healing that human connection is it's healing for both parties it's not just healing for the the person who's in in pain or or struggling or confused right yeah yeah i think when we when we experience that and when we feel that 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 healing connection it it radiates through everybody who's involved Yeah. yeah so homework what i would love is i would love for people to share what the holidays mean for them and just one or two things they they plan to do to kind of uh nurture that uh yeah nurture just that in in general and uh i i i also i mean i i want our space to be a place where people can uh just express themselves so if something is overwhelming you um feel free to share your story um you can do that on our Facebook group, uh, Mindfulness in Action Civil Discourse. Awesome. And you can share uh, positive things that you're, you're excited about, too, or uh, achievements, um, goals, um, any, of those, any of those things. Yes, any of all of the above. We want to hear all of it from you guys. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank See you. Next. See you all next week. We will be back regularly. Yes. We had a little break because we were both very 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 busy um but i think it's it's important to especially at this time of year to to kind of buckle down and and make sure that we are being mindful and yes yes so we will see you next week okay bye